Chip Ahoy, matey. I'm Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And it is a clear day with a high of 58 degrees in Seattle. Today's date, March 16th, 1990. Ashley, what are we doing here? Well, we love 1990 so much, we're spending an entire year here (laughs) rollerblading, cutting deals with the locals, and of course, seeing new movies as they come out each week. This week, we're jumping onto our 10th movie so far from 1990, Joe vs. the Volcano, rated PG. It's a rom-com, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It's pretty sweet and quirky and weird. Zonk. We are. I'm gonna add a new sound each week. We're gonna get. uh, Yep, this is the new whoop. We're gonna get into all that in a minute. But first, we need to talk about a proposition we received. Unfortunately, uh, Derek was running his mouth to some kids at the mall court, the food court, (laughs) and at the mall again. And um, I think the word is out that we might have some insight into what's going to happen in the future. I mean. It wasn't our outfits or attitudes or looks that gave away our future status, I'm sure, Um, because we've been playing it super cool, much Mm -hmm. like the characters in 21 Jump Street, which I watched last night. Um, (laughs) But Ashley, what was the proposition that we received? Well, some people want to use our future knowledge to get some money. Mm. So the one that the punk that Derek talked to in the food court, small court of the food, yep. <laughs> whatever you <he> said, <laughs> um, wanted some insight into the future and we didn't want to give him anything too crazy. So we just told him the future is flannel and left it at that. It's kind of a joke. Right. LOL. And next thing you know, there's a mall <laughs> uh, flannel pop up that is selling out like crazy. So, yeah. What was the store called? Um, Flannel forever. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like forever forever or forever flannel. Forever flannel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, actually, it's not selling out yet, but we have a feeling (laughs) it will be uh, very trendy soon. So, yeah, enough about that nonsense. Um, We are not going to use our knowledge of the future for personal gain, but, you know, maybe we'll drop some tips here and there for, for others. Ashley, let's start the show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) segue you think this is inappropriate for the boat when tom hanks dances his way into meg ryan's heart stop right there i love you it's an island of laughter (laughs) in an ocean of love you want to marry her yeah you want to marry him yeah you're married Joe versus the volcano. Spoiler alert. Starts Friday, March 9th at a theater near you. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the plot. No, Um, they, they, they really honed in, in that trailer on the thing that people care about the most, (laughs) the the lead actors, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. This movie would be their first of three very memorable performances together through all throughout the 90s. So this movie came out, obviously, in 1990. Sleepless in Seattle comes out three years later. And then you've got Mail, which beautifully captures that internet, that innocent internet age where we were on dial-up. And, um, you know, between this and Eurotrip, I would say that's like the definitive <laughs> early email movies. I mean, between mm-hmm. you've got Mail and Eurotrip. So this was cool. We got to... Um, see where it all started between two of the most um, 
you know, charismatic couples of the 90s. Ashley, what was your uh, history with this movie or with Meg and Tom? Uh, well, no history with this movie at all. So there's that. Okay. But sure. I did watch You've Got Mail a lot when I was younger and Sleep is in Seattle like once or twice. And I really like them as like a, a rom-com couple. So we should say as residents of Seattle, <laughs> that oh, yeah. there's a nice tie in there. Just occurred to me. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So, um, you know, and occasionally we've had sleepless nights. The, uh, for me, I'm pretty sure I got this movie, Joe versus the Volcano, on VHS when I was ravaging. Is that the right word? Um, for uh, looking through thrift shops during my Denver. Scavenging? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, during my Denver VHS hunting days. So I had like this old console TV uh, hooked up to a VCR, some of which actually probably helped me lug from thrift store back to my yeah, apartment. Yeah, really heavy. <laughs> um, actually, I passed all those tapes on to you when I left. Was Joe versus the volcano in the pile that you threw away? No, and I passed it on to the thrift store. Oh, so, so full circle. Passed it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should have just dumped it into a pit of lava. Oh, yeah, that would have been it, a little bit see harder. If it but... spat it back out <laughs> if, it yeah. was meant, if you were meant to have it. Um, so anyway, I watched it then, and re upon rewatch... I, I remembered it differently. Like I remembered it being like more fun. I mean, it was mm. fun and wacky and zany, but uh, maybe the novelty factor because I had seen it before wore off and it was just kind of um, uh, very goofy. No pun intended. More on that later. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's my history with this movie. As far as the power couple at the center goes, they weren't that formative for me we're going to talk about some 90s couples later that are more in our demo i would say mm -hmm. but this is they kind of bridge the gap between like maybe our parents you know like they're they're an older 90s it's not a teen movie so this is like the the 90s couple for adults basically um young adults well that term usually means teenagers but yeah you know what i, mean. <laughs> I was like wait a second <laughs> 20-somethings, 30-somethings, definitely not uh, teens necessarily, though. Derek, um, you like volcanoes, do you not? <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so you're asking me what my backstory is, I guess? Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a roundabout way. Uh, I, I never saw this. I never, I don't remember hearing about it either, but uh, I do have uh, experience with volcanoes. So I hiked up to the crest of Mount St. Helens and I looked inside of the volcano and I could have easily jumped in if I wanted to. And you didn't. No. Or you did and you got shot back out. <laughs> you know, I, I could have actually died that day. Uh, there was snow, like uh, a couple of feet of snow at the crest of the volcano and I was standing on the very edge. And then after wow. I, I came back, uh, this older woman was like, uh, you shouldn't stand that close because the snow will fall. And you'll fall into the volcano. Oh, basically, like <laughs> all, all it would have taken is like a tiny, not an avalanche, but a tiny snow breakage. Yeah. Yeah, a little misstep. And I could have fallen into yeah. it. But yeah, I, I saw the inside of uh, Mount St. Helens and I could was hear it, it growling. It was, was it warm or like? No, it wasn't. Did it heat or anything? No. Not at all. Wow. Steam coming out of it, but I couldn't see log or anything. It was, I don't know, it was interesting. No, that's oh. a that's a pretty epic experience. We've mm -hmm. talked about, um, like for me, I've always had this thing 
about looking over the edge of a balcony or looking over the edge of a tall building and just the the fact that your life you could step off and your life could be over before you know it is like this it's this reckoning moment it's not exactly Mm -hmm. as intense as staring into the face of a of a volcano (laughs) that could either you could fall into or it could erupt and 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 kill you either way um that hike uh, though uh, is like it's like an all-day all-day adventure right like six hours up or something yeah i want to say it was eight but I was looking it up uh, last night. I, I forget how long it was, but yeah, you, we got there at six in the morning and then I think we, we hit the top of the, the trail or the volcano like six or seven hours later or eight. Right. Because yeah, in, in the movie, they have a luau um, or some kind of like feast and then they get their torches and they're up in like 15 minutes, it seems like. Yeah, or less. <laughs> They're just yeah. like there all of a sudden. Like, yeah. Oh, well, they have okay. a nice like path. It's like they've had more time to live with the volcano, build gondolas, um, mm-hmm. get adjusted. <laughs> so um, get like, you know, you, you don't want your sacrifice to have to work too hard and have too much time to change their mind. You want right. them, you want it to be like, keep their momentum going. So anyway, let's uh, talk more about our favorite parts of the movie. I have a brain cloud. Brain cloud. What is a brain cloud? Good question. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a second opinion about something called a brain cloud? <laughs> I don't have a brain cloud. Brain cloud, brain cloud. You think they could think of something better than a brain cloud? <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of a um, supercut of all the mentions of this mysterious ailment that the Tom Hanks character is suffering from called a brain cloud. Um, it's a good example of what I think the movie does best, which is create this kind of uh, surreal world that is very based on very real emotional things like being fed up with your job, being a hypochondriac, um, having failures and, and, and love and like all these real tangible things. But then they take it, they, they build the world in such an absurd way it starts with him like marching in with uh, thousands of other people into this factory that makes um what is it rectal plugs rectal what yeah yeah it's like rectal plugs and lube that's what yeah they're a medical supplier rectal probes but rectal Rectal probes probes. there you go thank you yeah they sell them to aliens and fetishists um but it's it's like meant to be cheesy and and gross and meant to like the lighting at his workplace is uh awful fluorescent um Mm -hmm. depressing underground like offices um really over the top i don't know ashley did you like the the kind of like setup of of the world that they capture i did because it was was different than i expected like i had no idea going to see what it was about what it was about so seeing that right off the bat like a super depressed like gray scale view of his office lifestyle. I don't know. I thought it was really good. And I liked the whole, the soundtrack, like the selling a soul to the company store mm-hmm. playing in the background mm-hmm. as they're like yeah. marching in, it's muddy and disgusting. And people are squeezing like lube out of these giant, like vats. And just like, it's just like, a well, just the gross... thing the lube comes out of looks like an anus. Yeah. It's like, it's, like yeah. <laughs> it's on the nose. And the guy's like in a a... Mus- yeah. He's like in a muscle shirt. And it's just like covered. It just, it's really disgusting, but I liked how it started because you're like, what's this movie going to be like? <laughs> like yeah, and Tom Hanks' hair is something. 
Oh, yeah. His hair is amazing. His hair is something, yeah. Um, he's wearing like a bowler cap and then he has like long uh, uh, stringy hair coming out of it. Yeah. Which is crucial to his ability to get a makeover halfway through the movie. So yep. um, much to my dismay, Jamie kept comparing this to David Lynch movies, um, mm-hmm. like in the surreal tone, some of the, some, some of the cinematography. But actually the beginning uh, lead up and factory setting is very eraser head um Absolutely. like it's not it's not shot in the same like serious and sinister way but it is it does capture kind of the more comedic surrealism that that lynch does a good job of capturing so yeah let's but the main thing at the heart of this movie obviously is the couple and one interesting aspect of the tom hanks meg ryan relationship is it exists in three parts um because she plays three different characters um ashley why don't you can you describe her three performances her three characters sure so there's Dee, which is basically kind of like the office assistant where he works um pretty quiet kept to herself keeps to herself but Tom Hanks has a little bit of a crush on her. So when he realizes he has this brain cloud or whatever, um, he takes her to dinner and then they're about to maybe hook up. And then he drops like, I have a brain cloud. She's like, I'm out. I don't want to deal with this. And she kind of like timidly like runs away. What would your reaction be to that? I'd probably on do the first same date. Th- yeah, I'd do the same thing. But at, I mean, well, but they have history. Yeah, true. So if it was a first date complete and I didn't know them at all, it'd be different than if I like knew them and worked with them for years. It's probably uh, a good thing to put in your um, Tinder bio brain cloud or your bumble bio yeah yeah um so that's dd so that's the first person so they go on the date doesn't work out he's already left his job so they don't hang out again and then there's angelica who is a the half sister to patricia which is meg ryan's other character but yep. angelica's but i don't she's even know a how liberty gibbet She's a yeah. Flipper, yeah, she's a flippity gibbet is what if she refers to herself as. Yeah. <laughs> Not much. Um, but she's a little scattered all over the place. Um, she's helping out her father who propositions Tom Hanks or Joe with this whole jumping the volcano idea. Yeah. She's a redhead. The first one is a brunette. They're all using like really extreme voices. Like I guess Dee Dee uh-huh. is kind of mousy and 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 then Angelica is very like cool in LA and like on um on like sedatives or something (laughs) something she's on something and then Patricia's Uh, the blonde and she's normal (laughs) Patricia's basically Meg Ryan yeah yeah um yeah Mm -hmm. sometimes we do a little uh a round of choose your character um our version of like the Joe versus the volcano video game uh where you have the characters in the movie as playable um playable figures for the game so i thought for this one we would each pick which meg ryan character we were patricia okay good luck guys <laughs> okay yeah. well i like Dee. so oh, okay well, i like angelica so there we go oh Perfect. okay yeah. oh that worked out really well i was surprised yeah, at that. yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah so they go on this adventure like basically what's what's crazy so what we forgot to set up Tom Hanks goes to the doctor, gets this diagnosis of brain cloud. And then conveniently the next day, someone shows or not, you know, not coincidentally, someone shows up at his door and has a proposition for him, which is if you will um, take this lavish trip to a 
it's not a Hawaiian island. It's an island in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get you get um, uh, access to all these credit cards. You get a trip on a yacht. And he's going to die in six weeks, right? Yeah. So his diagnosis is five to six months. Yeah. But this guy's proposition is you can have 20 days of life, uh, a luxurious uh, vacation, basically, you know, buy anything you want for the trip, travel in style, and then Mm -hmm. arrive, be treated like a king when you get there. Because the reason that you would be going to this island is... So you can sacrifice yourself and save the Waponi tribe that lives there from the volcano exploding. Every century, they have to sacrifice someone to the volcano to save their their island, um, much like Derek was um, offered up by his friends on his trip. But he chickened out <laughs> and then we all, you know, got uh, a few more <laughs> and he, imminent doom is upon us. So um, he is like. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, it was really easy. He's like, uh, let me think about it. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 also uh, grew as a character in the very beginning too. Like he didn't, his life was just so bland and bleak, and then yep. he decided to kind of spice it up a little bit. So, well, well that's why it was an that, easy decision. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of reminded him because before that he was a firefighter and he was like saving lives. So to go from that to working for an ad agency at a rectal factory, yep. you know, rectal he's probably like, okay, I'll take something exciting, you know, like, well, it, the, the, the movie for all its silliness and tone packs a lot of emotional weight. Like it's about mm-hmm. very heavy, um, depression, you know, issues of depression and meaning, you know, your life being meaningless, working for a soulless corporation, um, like his boss completely degrades him, won't let him have a lamp at his office, like, you know, like give him any opportunity for growth. And so when he gets this diagnosis, ironically, it's this, you know, uh, deadly disease gives him new reason to live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's not transferable and there are no symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason that it's actually believed, I mean, nothing in this movie needs to be believable because of the, the absurd tone, but his reaction actually is believable is grounded in emotional character development because he has no reason to continue his life the way it is. Like it's, it's basically, he's, he's just living a completely meaningless life in his mind. So this diagnosis, and then, you know, does he quit his job? Does he quit his job before he gets offered the proposition or after? After. Okay. Cause I mean, well, I think no, no, no. I think it's right when he finds out he has brain cl- the brain cloud. Yeah, so yeah. Lunch break. So then he comes back and quits his job, and then he gets proposition the next day. Yeah, he yeah, goes so- home, and then that that weird guy comes to his door. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't quit his cane. job for the the volcano mission. He quit his job no. because he got the diagnosis, and he like goes back to work and is like, "Fuck you!" Um, mm-hmm. Like, who's kind of, it's kind of like the um, Jerry Maguire scene. Fuck who's you! Fuck yeah. you! Yeah. You're cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so he gets like immediately we get to see like the 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 fun charismatic Tom Hanks come out um because he's liberated from mm-hmm. his dead end job. So he's liberated, he has that that uh date with Meg Ryan that doesn't end perfectly well. And then the next day he's kind of like, Oh shit, what am I gonna do with my life now? I quit my job, I've got five months to live. And no money. Um, yeah, and this dude with a cane shows up 
and offers him, you know, three different credit cards and, and, uh, <laughs> whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Basically a perfect excuse to take a vacation. So would you have, I mean, all that said, Ashley, like, would that have been your response to the situation or would you have got a second opinion? I would have gotten a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is what the, but, what your character think, points out helpfully later in the movie. Yeah. But I think the whole point, I mean, he's at like his what's end essentially like he hates his job. Like he hates his life. So if like someone's like, Hey, you have this much time to live. And then before, even before you get the adventure, you're like, well, if I only have this much time to live, why would I spend it here? Yeah. So at that point, he's probably just like, why not? Whatever. I'll bre- believe this whole brain cloud scenario. But yeah, I would get like a million opinions before. <laughs> well, with that said, let's hear the proposition straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and see if that changes your mind. Okay. John, a total red carpet situation. You're a national hero. You're Charles Lindbergh. It's wine, women, and song in the sweetest little paradise you ever saw. Yeah, then, women. Can't wait. Yeah. And wine. Into the volcano. Live like a king, die like a man. That's what I say. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say, Derek? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how soon can we start? <laughs> no, I, I, I think, um, I mean, I already made my case like for how the movie sets, sets it up to make, to make sense. But mm-hmm. frankly, it's the trade-off. I mean, the only real trade-off in the context of the movie is would you take five months of mundanity um, I mean, you could have like freedom to do what you could with the means that you currently have, or you could have unlimited means for 20 days. Yeah. And I'd rather have unlimited means for sure. Wait, so you would take the volcano mission? I would take the volcano mission, but I'd get multiple opinions before taking the volcano mission. Yeah. I mean, but you, if you got a second opinion from a reputable doctor, cause we come, mm-hmm. we find out by the end that it was a setup. Yeah. The the doctor was working for the rich business person who is also Meg Ryan's dad. Dad, yep. Yeah, so we find out that it was a uh, obviously a, a trick. So if you had gotten a second opinion, you would have found out that it, there's no such thing as a brain cloud, or yep. is there? Is it a metaphor for you know depression? What he was feeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made say, sense, like you said earlier, yeah. yeah. Well, like so, then what would you have done, Ashley? If the second opinion was like, hey, you don't have a brain cloud. Yeah, but you also don't have a job. And if you did... Well, I wouldn't have quit my job. You would have kept working at the rectal factory. Well, if... <laughs> well okay, okay. I wouldn't have immediately quit my job. Because right. I would want to get another opinion. And then that opinion's like, no. Then I think it would just maybe reevaluate what I was currently doing. But I wouldn't quit my job without having another job lined up. You're so practical. <laughs> that wouldn't <laughs> make a great seem- movie. This yeah, exactly. it, yeah, I'm not trying to make this a movie, so <laughs> it doesn't seem like the proposition for you. You wouldn't have been a like, good Ashley candidate. finds another job, like not an yeah. exciting movie. A montage <laughs> of circling uh jobs in a newspaper or something. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Montage. Montage. on the phone interviews. Yeah. <laughs> um so we've we I we've probably talked enough about the the those plot mechanics, but like what about just the general style of like the adventure that he goes on? So it starts with his like pretty woman style makeover in new york um uh, foreshadowing for next week and then it then there's the the boat trip part um with a great hammerhead fishing scene oh that's amazing yeah. i forgot about that <laughs> yeah he catches so make, he reels make in ryan's a catching make ryan's catching a bunch of fish and then yeah. tom hanks is sitting there not catching anything all day <laughs> and then finally he catches something 
and it's yeah. a hammerhead shark a hammerhead puppet shark yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't exactly look realistic um and then there's a typhoon that's glowing like a neon green um yeah. and the ship capsizes and luckily he bought four of the fanciest steamer trunks that you can get at um at the the, the ritzy department stores and they use those as a makeshift raft he has this whole um pre-castaway castaway kind yeah. of sequence yeah. <laughs> um where he gets all burnt up because he's feeding the only remaining water to meg ryan's character keeping her alive she comes out of her like coma perfectly mm-hmm um glowing like yeah great. beautiful and he is like chapped and and and, and uh run ragged uh, yeah he could have at least gone under the umbrella with her a little bit while she's yeah sleeping, but, but... Th- very sweet um mm-hmm. and then when they get to the and then part three they arrive at the island and they do some kind of like a uh, facial rejuvenation treatment on him um, where they put this like suction cup on his face. What is octopus? it? It's an octopus. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suction, suction cup, cup, though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Of, of, really of the suction cups. Of the suction cup. Um, and then they have the feast. And and basically, what ha- I mean, like, even though we've uh, alluded to it, Ashley, like, describe the climax of the movie. I mean, that's they have this humongous feast. And then... Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of it doesn't. Well, like, build. no. How does it end between between him and and Meg Ryan? Okay, so they march up to the volcano, and she's like, "I'm going with you," to whatever. And he's like, "Fine, you can come, I guess." So she follows him up. Romeo and, then, and Juliet, so yeah. And then he's about to like make the plunge or the leap into the volcano, and she's like, "But I love you, I love you, I don't want you to go." And he's like, "All right, I love you too." And then they get married. <laughs> and then they get married, and then they jump into the volcano together. And then and they get propelled out of the, I don't even yeah. know. No, then they the get, volcano goes off. It's yeah. Volcano, timing. yeah, so the volcano goes off as they jump in and spews them out into the ocean. And then the luggage pops up and they're safe on the luggage and then they're under the giant moonlight and then that's mm. how the movie ends. But what happened to all the Waponies? I think they died. Yep, they did. Um the treatment of I it would be remiss if I didn't say the treatment of the native people in the movie, not ideal. Nope. Um basically the treatment of any character that's not you know one of the two leads is unflat like it's meant to be unflattering but i don't in the in the case of the 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 island people it's meant to just be dismissed i mean they're just like they're just there i mean they're made fun of they're a punchline yeah i thought they were going to survive i thought the whole point was him to go into the volcano and then like wasn't his mission so that he could mine for some type of mineral or something like didn't the father want the father was make his part of the deal was if he gave them a human sacrifice they would give him some kind of uh, rich mineral to make uh but then, but then they all die and the whole well, so they sinks. died because the, of their stupid merit last minute marriage that took you know five minutes too long the volcano went off like in the couple seconds before they could mm-hmm. reach the the bottom assuming uh, okay assuming that I, the sacrifice would have even worked oh that's what i was wondering because i assumed the sacrifice worked and then but then it sunk the whole island so i was like wait i don't understand i thought it was just like you're too good for this we'll push you out of the volcano you're fine like, we don't want you to die that's but one reading yeah <laughs> i didn't know but they did yeah but anyway I, it, it definitely goes off because the whole island sinks they are saved by the luggage of course Again. but like then they then they're sailing into like a giant uh vista of the moon kind of like the truman show i want to say when mm-hmm. he uh, uh well no spoilers for the truman show <laughs> um but 
but what or, happens to them after after the credits roll? I mean, oh, I was gonna say or Bruce Almighty where he pulls the moon in both Jim Carrey movies. Yep. But there we go. Um, yeah, I don't that I just didn't the whole movie. I wasn't sure if it was a dream or not. Yeah, I mean that's so, that's a valid reading. They could have literalized the the fact that it was a fantasy that he was like experiencing while he fell asleep at his desk or, um. I watched, uh, I was telling Jamie this, I watched a YouTube clip and the way it was edited, it made it seem like they were implying that when he gets dehydrated on the raft, he dies. And then everything oh. after that is kind of like the fantasy. Um, but that doesn't explain the hammerhead. So. Well, it does with the hammerhead <laughs> or the proposition for the guy coming into his right. apartment. And that was kind of weird too. I so. think everything is plot wise is pretty like meant to be taken uh, pretty literally until mm -hmm. the end because the end is like if you read the wikipedia plot synopsis from the future um <laughs> then it says they live happily ever ever after but i think that's kind of like an ironic <laughs> yeah i mean they might live happily ever after for three more days um mm -hmm. and then you until know. they die <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because they make it clear in the movie that there's no islands nearby. They could get rescued. Yeah. Um, you know, I I forget how what happens at Castaway, but he makes it. I've never seen it. Thanks. I mean, I forget like how this he gets. A, this I think he gets rescued by a boat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a prequel to Castaway. Oh, okay. Definitely right. good training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and nothing else. No volleyballs were used, unfortunately, nope. or in the making of this. Um, what lastly, I kind of want to just tone Ashley humor wise, their love story. I mean, did that work overall for you? Um, so I went into this movie really wanting to like it. Cause I like Tom Hanks and I like Meg Ryan a lot. Yeah. I like their characters. They were good, but in the end, like them getting together and I just like, didn't care about it that much. I wasn't very invested, which is kind of a bummer kind of i kind of feel the same i mean yeah i remembered liking it more maybe because i like watched it on vhs and mm -hmm. maybe was stoned um, probably yeah. <laughs> um, but like i just didn't uh, i found it to, like the tone of it a little too silly for for my my taste even though i loved aspects of like the big existential questions it was asking. I thought that was really clever, but just not quite the right, the right tone for me. And their yeah. love story was fine. Like she was um a early example of the manic pixie dream girl type. I mean, she's three different manic pixie dream girls <laughs> that fits her purposes for him at various stages in, in his final journey. So like that's fine. I I, I don't think it's like it's not like a um uh, a negative portrayal of of her character it's just more like she's completely at the service of his growth um, yeah well and i oh. liked i mean i really liked the art direction i thought like some of the pieces were really it looked was filmed really cool like the opening mm -hmm. was good the moon with the luggage like i liked certain parts of it a lot um but for her to all of a sudden like they spent like three days and then he's about to sacrifice himself and she's like i love you i'm like you were sleeping for the majority of their like partnership exactly so yeah. like i felt like that was super forced which i mean that's kind of how the movie plays out like that's supposed to happen but i was like oh you already love them you're gonna 
die with him. That's cute. Yeah. Like, I don't I was, know. <laughs> at one point, I wasn't tearing up at all or anything. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure. easily, I don't sure. easily cry at uh-huh. movies, but there was a point where I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but I like it. Mm-hmm. It's like, they, they don't have that strong of, of a relationship, but for some reason it made sense to me I wonder in, if I, in the film itself. Yeah. When, they I take some shortcuts. I, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. And I wonder if I'd be rooting them, rooting for them more if they just developed like a really good friendship. And then like, maybe she was introduced like halfway through the movie instead of like the last third. You had more time with them together or something. I don't know. Well, luckily we have uh, eight more years of them together at a yeah, minimum. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, it was, it, they they had enough going on, whether it was like the characters themselves or the actors playing the characters that, you know, people obviously saw something mm-hmm. there between, between them and, or, you know, not just that, like they clearly liked working with each other and so wanted to keep, making movies together so i mean they would become like the power couple uh like i said the adult power couple of of the 90s so this is where it all began anything else to add ashley before we take a little break nah (laughs) derek yeah so no Well, then let's take a quick break from our discussion of Joe versus the volcano while we tune our dials to NR94 new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. The song you just heard was The Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane, flying up six spots to number four on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of March 16th, 1990. Ashley, what's happening in news or pop culture this week? True. (laughs) Well, um, Lithuania declares their independence, so they're no longer part of the Soviet Union. And for those of you who don't know, which is probably most everyone listening, my brother and I are part lithuanian so pretty cool which part part that's the, the dumbest that's the oldest yeah, that's, dumb joke in the book really dumb um derek can you play a clip about it and ignore andrew's dumb joke <laughs> it was a bold move received enthusiastically by nearly all members in the new parliament as the lithuanian flag was raised and they sang the national anthem once banned by the communists lithuania <laughs> proclaimed that it had returned to the status it enjoyed up until the soviet red army invaded in 1940. soviet laws declared the parliament would no longer apply in lithuania and the words socialist and soviet would be dropped from the official title yeah, down cool. to mm-hmm. yeah so as Bye, we hammer move- and sickle see ya Exactly. As we move from the height of the Red Scare in the in the mid 80s and 1984 and and up till now, we see yet another dent in the um, Soviet armor. So, Um, so what about (laughs) completely good transition? What about the box office? (laughs) Speaking of the um, Soviets, the hunt for October, still number one, Joe versus the volcano, though which, as we mentioned, actually came out last week. Um, we just had to see House Party first, uh, is number two 
with nice. seven million. And then a movie that we ignored, uh, Lord of the Flies, coming in at number three, an adaptation of the classic book. At four is House Party. So it's hanging in there. Nice. It's actually okay. gaining some screen. It it had the second highest, actually it had the highest per screen average of these top four movies. So House Party is definitely um, a hit. And Joe versus the Volcano, Ashley, would it go on to be a hit or no? Um, not not in comparison to their other movies together. Right. So yeah, this one was the lowest box office uh, uh, results. I mean, it's still made partnerships, over a right? hundred million. Yeah, but Sleepless in Seattle made one hundred twenty six million or one hundred twenty six million, and then you got me on made one hundred fifteen. So this one's probably the most visual. Oh, uh, yeah. Visually um, interesting or creative. Definitely. Out of, out of all of them, which is, I like mm-hmm. it. Which, frankly, is probably like not what people wanted from them, it turns out, but yeah. it is certainly an interesting experiment. Um, so I think that is it for the box office report. And it's time for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio rank the play. So this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, 90s movie couples with hella chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) Is hella a 90s word? No, I'd say like stellar, like tubular. Okay. I think hella is like 2000s. Yeah, that might be a little later. Anyway, um, that's that's the privilege we have coming from the future. We can uh, drop in future lingo and seed it earlier than it was meant to be seeded. So, Ashley, before we get into our choices and make sure you don't uh, say any of them, can you give us some examples <laughs> of 90s couples with tubular chemistry? As you sure <laughs> yeah tubular um so Donk. think of like what zonk oh they said redonk, redonk <laughs> chemistry. um so you have like sharon josh clueless um you have austin powers austin and vanessa you have some wedding singer with robbie and julie adam mm, sandler and drew barrymore yeah that's a really good one um and then there's like she's all that zach and laney boggs yep um and there's some other ones annie and jack and speed jack and rose and titanic annie and jack is jamie's choice by the way okay that's a good one yeah that was a good one we watched that recently 1995 um did we get any instagram result any instagram feedback well we got a couple but so one of them was she's all that yeah clearly zach and laney boggs um and then another person submitted (laughs) Mulder and Scully. Oh yeah, well, that works. Okay. Which I think is pretty good. Um, but those were like the main, the main ones. So, did anyone ever call their relationship smoldering? I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> but if they didn't, you can you can have that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, uh, X Files hasn't come out for a couple more years, so we could yeah. pitch that to the fan boards before they even exist. Yeah, you could put on a flannel. I can be the first to come up with all these <laughs> clever <laughs> <That's> jokes. <true>. Um, <laughs> 
So the reason uh, we're calling it Hella Chemistry um, instead of just 90s movie couples is because we wanted to separate like the circumstances of the relationship, say like whether, you know, it was a bet you made with your bros on how you could turn a nerd into a prom queen. I mean, not necessarily something we would want to recommend, but that doesn't detract from their hacky sack chemistry. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, you are not really factoring that in as we rank our choices. We're just factoring in kind of when the couple is together under the right uh, uh, situation, how their, how their chemistry pops off the screen. So Ashley, without further ado, um, taking Tom and Hanks, Tom and Hanks, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and, Meg and Meg Ryan, Ryan um, from Joe versus the Volcano. And I guess, first question, are we counting the totality of their 90s coupledom or just this movie? I mean, it probably should be the totality, right? It's all in the 90s. Yeah. yeah I mean, the way it's phrased is is it's so they do have a, a pretty strong head start just because it's three movies. But yeah, <laughs> so that's that's the, the nomination from the movie. Ashley, what is your nomination? So I'm picking um, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles from 10 Things I Hate About You, which Classic. I watched last night. And I was still like, oh, they're really sweet and good together. Yeah. After the bet, after the whole bet piece. <laughs> right. I mean, what relationship in the 90s doesn't start with some kind of bet? bet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's true. It's just how, how things worked. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, I uh, I certainly love that relationship. I was not struggling with this but i wasn't you know i had a i was torn in a million different directions you know everything from cruel intentions to mm-hmm. uh you name it but then when i remembered this movie it was such an obvious choice um it's a 1990 movie that we'll be watching uh, late summer of this upcoming year starring nick cage and laura dern of course a david lynch movie Lauded heart. Um, their characters' names are Lulu and Sailor. Uh, there was this book series where these characters went on like a series of of different adventures together. There's actually, despite the movie being super fucked up, um, Willem Dafoe playing, you know, um, nearly, nearly. I've assaulting. never seen it. Willem oh. Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe is in it. Yeah. He's playing with with like full like grills on his teeth and playing, and the, uh, he plays like. Bobby Bobby Valentine or something. He has even a creepy name. Um, mm. The movie is super fucked up, but like their relationship is pure as gold. Um, <laughs> so there's nothing even like kind of uh, to take away from from. There's no bets involved is what is what I'm trying to say. So they get together under the right circumstances. And despite the whole world conspiring against them, they mostly stay together <laughs> can i change can i want to change mine it's too late i just came up with, i just thought of a really good one and i feel like well, you would have but it's okay you can you can mention it uh true romance yeah exactly that's that's it's a, really a good one. tarantino written movie and that is a perfect one but mm-hmm. you didn't pick it's it late. so <laughs> yeah derek yes what do you pick? Do you have an uh, <laughs> I do, yeah. So this is a 90s film as well. Um, 1990. 1990, yeah. Ghost with P. Swayze and Demi Moore. Uh, her husband or boyfriend dies, so she, I guess she's a tortured artist and also being tortured by his ghost. Well, it's like eternal love, you know, yeah. when 
a relationship isn't meant to end it it finds a way to carry on through pottery and uh, it's kind of creepy yeah (laughs) it's it's creepy it's actually the number one grossing movie of 1990 so we'll be watching two of the movies mentioned here uh later this year over the summer actually so the number one ghosting movie uh what would that be (laughs) pac-man jesus terrible okay anyway (laughs) let's rank these suckers yeah um we usually start with the movie the the couple from the movie we watched so where do we think tom hanks and meg ryan fall in this hierarchy well tom hanks and meg ryan and sleep is in seattle ranks really high <laughs> and you've got mail for that moment. i mean so you've got mail. in the ser- in the hierarchy of just their movies this one's probably the lowest yeah but all that- together it's tough i mean i i'm it's not my style of romance i mean it's fine um Mm -hmm. even like looking at clips for this movie and stuff like she was she was like had great chemistry with everyone from you know billy crystal to tom hanks to you know later a bunch of uh, different people so like her fame one of her most famous roles wasn't even with tom hanks Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i well it's yeah Mm, if it's we're, tough because I haven't seen your movie or Derek's movie. Well, you can't hold that against us. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. I, like, <laughs> I think uh, they're. I think it's top three. Yeah, definitely top three. I mean, if we're if we're taking their overall well, chemistry over, yeah. you know, a few films. Yeah. I mean, this is a, top three. this is going to be a tough one. So, who would anyone just throw out who they think is the the? Is there an obvious first choice? No. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, no. I think I mean, mine I is actually, for me. Well, well, for you, everyone's. Yeah, I would. I um, I would put Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan first for the '90s couple. I mean, like, yeah. I think that's fine. I mean, that's that's fair. That they, you know. Yeah, and then I would probably since mine kind of falls into like she's all that and all these other movies that are very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put mine second, so I'll put mine at the bottom if you guys want to figure out the second and third. I mean, I think the Derek would even agree that the relationship in Wild at Heart is more um, explosive, more volatile, more sexy. I've never even um, seen it. Then, <laughs> like the the like cheesy romance of of Ghost. Um, so Ghost you, is like, sure. yeah, okay, cool. That was I, easy. So we have. I also so think we, we should play my clip because um, it's really okay. good. I All thought right. that was part of the whole thing is you don't get to play it because you didn't win. Well, but I won. Remember last week when I won? Oh, we still played it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, exactly. So we have so, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan first. Then we have Drew's Nick Cage and Laura Dern and Wild at Heart. Then Derek's Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And then 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Wow, so that got last? No. I got last. 10, you 10 got Things second. got last. Right. No, I'm saying, yeah, I'm surprised. Ten, so 10 Things is ahead, is behind Ghost, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, TBD. We'll we'll maybe revisit that discussion if we can remember when we get to go. <laughs> so here is Nick Cage performing, uh, demonstrating his love for Lulu. Maybe. <laughs> I hate it when you lie. I hate it when That's you make me laugh. About you. I know. Even worse when you make me cry. <laughs> Why are we playing that? Because it got last. I hate it when you're not around, and the fact that you didn't call. But play Drew. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to hear mine. I want to hear this close. one. Not even a little. Bit. Not even a little. Not even at all. Not even at all. 
her time. Cheer up. crowd goes wild okay, okay okay that was a little taste yeah so ashley's consolation clip and my second place <laughs> runner-up clip <laughs> and derek it's no clip <laughs> yeah no clip for derek but the trophy for 90s couple with hella chemistry of course goes to tom hanks and meg ryan it is almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Joe versus the volcano. But before we do, let's listen to an extremely powerful track that debuted at number 63 on this week's Billboard Top 100. That was Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You, a song that was originally written by Prince in, you guessed it, 1984. Now, back to our feature presentation. Ashley, I am curious how this movie, Joe versus the Volcano, was received at the time when it came out. Above average. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it wasn't like stellar reviews but it wasn't like this is the worst movie i've ever seen so right. people seem to like it but not love it yeah i mean have have we been hearing a lot of chatter from people around town yeah with the flannels on no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't uh, it doesn't seem to be like a pop culture phenomenon quite yet not so. yet it'll get there maybe one day yeah um, they'll get there but not the movie so much Right. But as far as the critic reviews and perhaps my reviews, it's time for two true reviews and a lie or three lies, eight lies, 20 lies, and a couple of reviews that are true. Who knows? Okay. This is where Ashley confuses and tricks us and embarrasses us. (laughs) Hopefully this week. Um, Okay. So let's see. First one, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks prove once again that they have incredible movie chemistry. That's one. Hmm. Two, although the, although the movie was a bit too silly, I was still rooting for Joe to find happiness. Okay. Three, big budget comedy with flat feet. Hmm. And then four, not a great film, but a good one, all the more so for being so unusual. And that's it. Those are kind of unremarkable reviews, as you might imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, the one that jumped out at me is sounding like you was two. Other than that, I don't have strong opinions, Derek. The first one and the third one. Hmm. Okay. Split the difference. Um, so Drew was right. <laughs> yes. I, I am always wrong. Drew always wins this part. <laughs> I didn't think they have really good chemistry, so that's not me. And yeah, the flat feet, big budget comedy. It just meh. But I thought it was silly, but I did really want Joe to find happiness in the end because you could clearly tell he needed something to lift him up and I read, what did I read? Not since Howard the Duck has there been a big budget comedy with feet as flat as those of Joe versus the Volcano, (laughs) which is an interesting comparison because Howard the Duck is a real wacky, quacky 
um, quacky movie. <laughs> movie, yeah, visually. Um, so I've never seen it, but um, although it says then, flat feet, so that's probably the same review. Yeah, probably just an yeah. abridged version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as awards for the movie, it was up for best art direction, but lost to Edward Scissorhands, which makes oh, sense. Nice. Um, nineteen ninety. Yeah, but Bo oh, Welsh. Duh. That's how awards work. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, but Bo Welsh was the production designer for both, so he lost, but also won. <laughs> he beat himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, pretty good. And then, as far as I have an award. Oh, do you? <laughs> but it's this more like literature. a. It's a. It's not a, okay. So it's more like a nursery rhyme that might sound familiar. So it's nursery rhyme time. Nursery rhyme time. So I'll give it. I'll give it a whirl. Let's see if it sounds familiar and you recognize it. Okay. <laughs> you seem nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> Tom and Meg sitting on the ocean. T a t h i r s t y. First comes a storm. Then comes a volcano. Then comes love and a maybe make believe dream movie fable. <laughs> oh, very nice. I don't think. Um... <laughs> Some people I know good. would would approve of those liberal rhymes you're using, but I love them. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you. So, <laughs> um, okay. The, and the beat was on point. Yeah, the last the, the last one you just have to say really fast, then you get it. Yeah. Um, and then as far as watching this movie or skipping it, what do you guys think, Derek? Uh, definitely watch it. I loved it. You loved yeah. it? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, okay. I thought it was really creative and tells a very interesting story about human emotions and it's not necessarily about the relationship mm-hmm. between tom hanks and meg ryan although that obviously is a big part mm-hmm. so yeah overall i really loved it okay and I, then I, I think with that caveat that you just mentioned actually it is like if you don't watch it as a rom-com if you uh, watch mm-hmm. it as a you know his more about his emotional journey it is quite a uh interesting way to present that that arc <laughs> yeah um very creative yeah very uh zonky um <laughs> it's not necessarily the right tone for me but i would certainly recommend someone watch it if they have any interest in like uh the the actors in it if they have any interest in kind of like if they watch the trailer and think it's mm-hmm. funny then then there's no reason not to not to recommend it so i'm i'm mildly on the side of recommend yeah i'm on the, i'm gonna say recommend it too it's also not a very long movie it's like an hour and a half maybe a little shorter so yeah it's a quick watch um and entertaining so i recommend it as well okay unanimous right. yeah not not too bad okay so now we're gonna rate this sucker so on a scale of one to 90 how 90s is joe versus volcano so that includes music wardrobe 90s tropes, actors, etc. Actors, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, oof. <laughs> um, right now, currently we have House Party with 84 out of 90, Hard to Kill, Steven Seagal movie, 73 out of 90, and Tremors, 69 out of 90. Yeah, so we are, our weekly caveat to this category is that we don't expect a lot of uh, every movie we watch to rank super high on the 90s scale because we're in the first year of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, um, house party last week was the first movie we watched that felt like, okay, this is about to be like a lot of trends and a style like, well, the literal styles and just kind of the music, hip hop music. Um, this feels ahead of the curve 
90s wise. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is a head of the curve in terms of its central couple. Yeah. I mean, they would become a, defi- a definitive couple from the 90s. So it's gets super high marks for that. Otherwise, I'd say it's, you know, it's an Amblin Entertainment um, production. The Spielberg offshoot that's like famous for E.T. And, and Gremlins and things like that. So I think it has kind of like an 80s sensibility, mm-hmm. um, which isn't surprising. Not to mention like, like. 50s stagey kind of sensibility at some at some times so actually i don't know aside from the actors what does this as does this get high marks in any other 90s category um i don't know if the makeover montage is like became yeah. big in the 90s or not but like well, we woman. had one in in uh night of the comet that wasn't yeah. a makeover montage that was a mall that wasn't montage. really a yeah <laughs> was a they do try on clothes though yeah i mean well they have that whole montage scene they have him like shopping yeah. Was, I don't know if it was like Beverly Hills or Rodeo Drive. Or I think whatever, that's an 80s but... thing, too. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I don't know if that's really a 90s, but actors aside, I wouldn't say it's that high. Yeah, Derek, I mean, like anything um, tripping your computer calculations? Nah. I don't, Music I really... is like old nah. throwback songs, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're just, I mean, we have to give it, I feel like the it gets like in the 60s, maybe just for. The, actors just for the actors um because they're mm-hmm. so so like cemented to the 90s um not that they haven't had careers beyond but like that was their that was their peak um in my opinion so yeah i would say like if we're if tremors got a 69 out of 90 and nightbreed got a 65 mm-hmm. mm, i'd say 62 or so yeah, it's not that high. I mean, th- and that's essentially just with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like it gets a, hundred, a 90 out it. of 90 for them, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm good with like a low 60s. Yeah, Joe. 62 out of 90 for Joe versus the volcano. Ashley, what's next? So onto the gift shop. So we have a new release gift shop where we put in things from each movie and then we sell them to the public and we're doing really well. Our, I don't know if you guys have checked lately, but we're making it a decent amount of money on this. So we should probably keep going. Um, sure. But some of the things, <laughs> sure. But some of the things we have are a ponytail hair clip, which is a hot seller, uh, <laughs> but starting to slowly like wean down a little bit. And that's the Steven Seagal little clip on. Yep. And then we have a make me a monster temporary tattoo kit, which is still sold out. Sorry, everyone. And then we have some other things like a leather face face mask. Yeah. And from last week, we have the party starter mic kit. So you can yeah. <laughs> have a house party wherever you go. A house party in mm-hmm. your pocket. Um, yep. I mean, it probably has to clip on to your belt because, yeah, you know, boom boxes don't exactly fit in our back pockets like they do. <laughs> you can put a ba- backpack. It can be like a backpack with everything in it. But yeah, there you go. Party mm-hmm. starter mic pack. Um what ideas do you have this week for merch, Ashley? I'm thinking. I don't. I don't want to say like anal loop or anything. Oh, <laughs> the uh, rectal probes. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, we can keep the store like PG, not like yeah. A sex well, we store. could have um, like an adults-only uh, offshoot store, and it's just that one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking more of something to do with a volcano, so something explosive. Mm. Like maybe it's like candy shoots out or something oh okay boring well i mean you light it and it can have lava flow down is that not a good idea 
maybe if it was more like hmm so it could be a candle that has lava flowing down and then there's like joe and meg and then you push a button and they shoot off or some type of like i want some type of action going on okay Not just i mean a we're candle. getting we're gonna too, have to too, get too like a, a, a full-blown toy manufacturer deal going fine to... we can just do a candle well Derek, what just... do you think <laughs> uh, i could have three wicks whoa <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, if we're gonna choose a candle then it has to be in the shape of a volcano of right? course well that's what yeah. i'm saying it, it's okay. a candle where the wax comes down like lava oh i was just picturing like a normal like candle oh. yeah, that like and i was so like wow that's so lame <laughs> it's a volcano yeah, a, candle with a red a volcano candle drips down i mean honestly that's a good uh product for any year yeah i would yeah <laughs> That's I a would, good one. I would light one right now. Okay. Volcano candle it is. All right. So um what's what about next week? What's coming up next? Yeah, next week we are watching a little bit of a different class of rom-com. Ooh. Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a date. Wow. This isn't a date, it's business. That led to a deal. I'd like you to spend a week with me, be at my beck and crawl. It's gonna cost you. That's becoming a dream come true. He wants me to stay the whole week. Is he twisted? They're two people with nothing in common. Get rid of your gum. I don't believe you did that. Having the wildest week of their lives, Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, Pretty Woman. Now playing at a theater near you, check newspapers for showtimes. Pretty oh. woman. Walking down. I've never seen it, so I'm pretty excited. Really? Ooh, I'm kidding. Well. I'm kidding. Oh, I mean, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it will be when uh, I guess we'll save it for next week. I am curious, like how recently you've seen it, but we'll answer that next week. We'll answer all sorts of things like how their chemistry compares to Meg and Joe. Um, Meg being the actor name and Joe being the character name um, <laughs> Not and we'll gently wade into how the movie has aged over time I'm sure okay. uh, so if you like the sound of that you can subscribe to our podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else podcasts are made Derek that's a wrap wrap it bye some people say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made out of muscle and blood Muscle and blood and skin and bones A mind that's weak and a back that's strong You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in depth St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store